best part of my day today was when I pulled into my driveway and I had a trunk full of groceries and a squirrel just stood, stood up on my trash can and we locked eyes like he was looking at me I was like is he looking at me and he was like yeah I'm looking at you I was like okay and then I wondered if he like I was like what are the chances he's looking for snacks I just went and got snack. Like, how, how can you be so busy with life, so distracted, so jaded, that, like, when a squirrel is like, bro, I gotta eat too. <laughs> like, how can you not, how, how can you just pass them by? Because I was, like, honestly looking around, and I'm like, I mean... Are squirrels constantly hungry, especially in these days? Like, how, where do you ever see outside food, you know? Like, I'm like, oh my gosh, where is he really getting food from? So, I went inside, and I had a loaf of bread that was questionable, and it was called the good seed, so that was perfect, that Dave's Killer Bread or whatever. So, I left three slices of bread under a tree in my not at all yard my what's supposed to be yard is like a slab of concrete and then grass on the other side of it um but yeah I guess that's life when you're living in a city so I leave the three slices of bread under the tree and I walk back inside and he <laughs> he had already come down and I'm not making this up. He actually pointed to his friend like his friend was like, hey fucker, I'm gonna go look elsewhere. And like I saw them have this whole exchange, I'm not kidding. I saw these two squirrels like spider monkey through the tree, the one tree in my backyard because the rest is concrete and like uh, over a six foot tall fence that's so we can like separate that our properties or whatever so that like the squirrel that I was fucking with like the one that I left the bread for he was like homie right there he was he was pointing to it like I actually saw this little furry dude point to it and the other squirrel didn't believe him whatever it was didn't trust the situation wanted to forage on his own I'm not sure but he stared at it for a while and then he went his own way and then I got to watch this little cutie eat the pieces of bread that I left like literally holding it in his hands the way that you and I would eat a sandwich and then I had some taco shells that I was like eh I don't know if I'll use these so I brought out the taco shells and he liked them and I was thinking like no, if I have it here, it's probably all good. Um, but yeah, I I sat with my cat in the window for a second and I just watched nature. And I really understood like the way that nature can make you feel when you're not playing with gadgets, I guess. You know, when we're not so consumed by other things like nature is 
nature is fascinating in ways. Nature is powerful. Um, nature is a part of us. I always find it weird when, when people just think that humans are number one. Like, they don't like many humans. You know, do you know the people I'm talking about? The people where, like, you can tell they don't even interact with that many humans. Like, they probably don't even like that many humans. But yet, they only consider humans on this place. You know, I find that odd. Like, I I like my neighbors. I like both sides of my neighbors. But I remember um, I used to get in small chats with them, but often I'd be running late, you know? Like, if you're walking out the door and you're walking toward the car, you're on your way to do something. Like, you don't just do that. So we'd catch each other in those moments, and then I'm standing there like 20 minutes later talking about something. So one day when I was trying to be a little better about setting a boundary about that, because I think, honestly, probably two or three times I was like late for a massage for me, um, because I get stuck in conversation and just want to, I never used to know how to get out of it sometimes, you know, (laughs) like when you know how to talk to people, it's easy to get things going and then it's like, okay, I, I don't know what that was. It's, it's so different now. I guess COVID has changed things as well. Right. Um, or maybe now I just, maybe I've changed. So I remember once I was walking out, going to my car and my neighbor stopped me and he basically explained to me how there was a raccoon in that one tree that we share. Um, and he was saying how he shot it and I really had to that when it comes to stuff like that that's when I don't mind just kind of exerting my boundaries so he was going on about this story about like how like he talked about like how he didn't kill it but then it sat there still so he shot it again and then I was just thinking like really you just shot this random raccoon because it was in your tree like and right and you paid for this property so this is your shit I understand that and like he didn't read the legal documents like he doesn't he's obviously not up on his English he could be a foreigner um whatever it is right for why this raccoon disrespected you And you thought of anyone, you should use your bullets on him because he could be dangerous, right? Like, and I understand, yes, I know there's some of you out there where they're like, there could be rabid raccoons or like, why do you care? But honestly, it could be a very different interaction when you treat things with respect, even when you feel that they're below you. Um, so I remember this day that I was talking to him and, and this is nothing on his character. Like he's... I I enjoy his personality. I have no issues with my neighbor. But exactly how I responded, which I'm going to tell you, is how I feel about it. And that's all it is. So I remember that day, I just reached my limit. And I was like, why would you ever think to tell me that story? Like, I was like, do you know me at all? Do you really think I'd be the person that would be receptive to that story? Because he, like, wanted... Like, I I don't even remember now what it was, right? Because then it's like, why are you talking about it later? 
Like, why? And then what? The raccoon got away and you're looking for it still? Like, in case it comes back to your yard? I don't know, you know? (laughs) But anyway, I wasn't planning on potting. And I watched this cornball fucking movie. I mean... It wasn't the worst hour and a half or whatever it was. They tried, but I like film, you know? You know when it just falls short? It was something with, um, okay, what's his name? This guy is like a salt and pepper hottie, and he's been a salt and pepper hottie for a while. Like, even when he was young, he had the salt and pepper thing going on. Is it Dermot something? Dermot something? He was in my best friend's wedding. He's got that little, like, scar over his lip. Like, um, he did the movie with Deborah Messing. And those, I thought, were cute rom-coms. Like, I like a good rom-com every now and then. Um, But, damn, it is slim pickings these days when it comes to movies. There's so much recycled stuff out there. Or one of the things that I'm not loving right now is, like, how could I say this? So I appreciate them trying to be mindful of certain things. But I don't like when it feels like those messages overpower the stories film. Do you know what I mean? Like I told it, I get the representation thing. But that should have always been a thing. Do you know? Like we should have always had the gays in movies. We should have always had people of color in movies. We should have always had people with different looks. It should be about who can play the role, but not even just that. It should also be who fits the story, you know? Um, So anyway, one thing that I find disappointing with film lately is that it seems Hollywood has run out of ideas or you just get the same actors, oh my gosh, for years and years and years. And it's like, I understand you know, you're passionate about something, but sometimes it's like, okay, again, and then, you know, sometimes they try to bring in new actors, and that's cool, but then it feels like right now what really overshadows new movies is this need to be politically correct, um, or to push whatever the mainstream narratives are, you know, and I just like, Like, that's so not Pulp Fiction. Do you know what I mean? That's so not Grease. Even though when I look back on Grease, I'm like, was this a kid's movie? Okay. Um, Those are just the random examples that came to me. This is an unplanned pod, so you're going to get what you're going to get. But back to the raccoons. So, for example, another way to handle a situation if a raccoon is hanging in your yard my sister lived with one of her friends um quite a while ago now but he had a house in Worcester and this raccoon mama just kind of knocked on her screen door one day and I don't know what led to my sister feeding them I guess because we're for that we're alike um but yeah, my the, these raccoons used to like knock on my sister's door. Like literally knock on the back screen, wait for her to answer it, and eat food. 
like, well, not that I'm suggesting this for everyone. And don't, like, you know, don't make this my, like, my cancel, don't cancel me over this, right? Like, oh, now she's talking about feeding raccoons and watching squirrels and she's totally off her rocker now. No. This is just something I was thinking today when I was thinking about what brought me joy today. So anyway, she, I remember there was like leftover cake even from my niece's birthday party. And the raccoons were even like eating pieces of cake. I mean, I'm not making this up. So today when I was watching this squirrel, cause I needed a rest day, you know, I needed a nothing day, like no back and forth texts, no trying to do things, even though it's Capricorn season and we're going to want to do things. We're going to want to put that work in. Um, I've, I've honestly had a crazy past three days where like my head was spinning. They were just coming and going. Um, I was just back to back with clients and it just felt like there was always something. So then you get that moment of pause and I knew I needed to rest, but the hard thing is, is you're like, as an adult, so much of our time is compartmentalized to stuff, right? So it's like, okay, yeah, I want a, I want a nothing day, but I can't pick up my weed until tomorrow. Um, I guess I should do some laundry cause I'm here, right? Uh, what else? Oh, well, I need groceries. I got to eat. I have to go since none of us know how to grow our own food. Like, I mean, how much better would it be if I could just walk into my backyard and like feed myself, be self-sustaining, you know, like we're literally, and I understand, right? Capitalism. This is just the way it is. This is a system. I get it. But whoever came up with this, I would, I would like to go back to that, to the origins of whoever created this system. I'm guessing it was an older white man if I had to make a generalization and a guess. Um, But yeah, it's like, so that makes the most sense. But here's the thing, I guess this is just the reality that we're in is I feel this way and there are just not some people who feel this way, you know? But it is crazy when you're an adult and you learn about nutrition and you realize that most of the grocery store isn't actual food. Like Cheetos is not a food group. All those cans of Mountain Dew, of that green liquid, um, of watery sugar. Like, when you're walking through the grocery store, how much is actually food, you know? And it's a free country. We can all do what we want. So there isn't, there, there isn't, or sorry, I'm getting ahead of myself, but not all of us want to even know how to grow our own food. But I feel like Yeah, I never considered these things, but as you start to realize that maybe the people in charge 
shouldn't be in charge of so many things. Um, or when you start to realize that we keep voting in, if we're even voting, who knows? Um, conspiracy hour, hashtag conspiracy. But anyway, if you start to look at things and realize, like, we vote in the same families. Like, is there no one else qualified in politics? That's one of the areas we leave for other people to make decisions, right? So it's like, okay, we've had the Bushes a couple times. We've had the Clintons a couple times. We've had... Who else has there been? I know there's been, okay, the Kennedys, right? All these different versions of the Kennedys. We've had, I mean, I'd have to think about it. This is just going to be a rambling. But even for something like that, you know, it's like there's so many things that I think when you start to really look around, you just start to really wonder, like, how this became the best case scenario that we could come up with with for all the money that's circulating right for all the knowledge for all the people that are contributing to a system this is really the best that we could come up with like we constantly find out that our foods and our products are poisoned or are toxic inside. Like, think of, okay, so maybe you've had a couple toxic relationships, or maybe you've been the toxic one in some. Maybe it's been a little bit of both. But think of, and you thought that was wild, right? But think of how many things we engage with because that's what they make available, or that's what they make normal, or that's what we help co-create. And later we just find out how much of that shit was toxic so it's like so why are we even doing these things in the first place and when you address the symptoms but never the root things don't really get better right so we know all these things that are linked to cancer and most of them are things that have been created by a man like something that has been integrated into our society, for example, cigarettes, right? And if you want to smoke, smoke. I was just, I had a client the other day who he said he couldn't believe people still smoke cigarettes. That's not really something that like gasses me up. You know, those are the things where I'm like, if you know what you're engaging in, then fuck it. If you want to make it a healthier alternative, right? Because maybe you don't even like the habit anymore. Maybe you just like the nicotine. Maybe you like the ritual aspect. Um, Maybe this is an emotional comfort for you. Maybe this is a social thing. Maybe this is something you grew up in. Maybe you like it every now and then with the coffee or with the drink. But say, for example, if you wanted to make that healthier, then you could roll your own tobacco. I'm always impressed with people that, where they just do things authentically and where they're so self-sufficient in ways. 
you know? Like, what, what's gone so wrong in society where there's this laziness in our culture? And I'm not, and, and, and here's the thing, it's like not really, right? Because so many of us are doing all these things and just trying to keep up and just trying to keep going. Um, and so much of our time is segregated to something and now we give so much of our time to our phone. Um, but then it's like, or I don't know, because now that I started to think of the phone thing, I thought about this woman that was behind me today at the grocery store. She had four boys, and they were all, like, they weren't even interacting with each other, if this was their mom, or if this was their older sister, whatever their relationship was. Um, But this woman was there with four boys, and they all had their phones up, and they were, like, mesmerized by them. Like, it honestly, I didn't think anything of it, but then the cashier... And the person ringing out the bags was blatantly talking about it. But that's how mesmerized they were, where the mom or the woman was in some sort of trance of her own. I'm not sure what that was. She didn't seem to hear anyone saying anything. So, like, I kind of looked back and I was like, yeah, that's, that's odd. But then, you know, as I was unloading and, like, the kids' eyes were glued to the screen like that and... No one, like the siblings weren't talking to each other. They weren't talking to the woman. Everyone was in like their own, like their eyes were each locked into something. And then I did start to think like, yeah, that kind of is zombie-like. And here's what's amazing. I guess I'm just starting to look at all these things that I've accepted and integrated and normalized And maybe I'm in a process of discarding, reassessing, coming up with my own things, thinking of it not in the way it was delivered to me, but perhaps in a new light. So for example, right, like for years and years, we've had zombie movies. I don't know when that started. I'm not up on the origins of that. But we've all been fascinated with these zombie movies, right? Like The Walking Dead was one of the number one shows. And I watched it for five or six seasons. I think it's still going strong. That was a good show. Like, I I did like that shit. I was surprised. I had a girlfriend show it to me, and then I got into it. I binged it, of course. Um, And that was good TV for a while. But then it's like, damn, sometimes these shows or these movies just don't know when to end, (laughs) when to let go. Like... No shade to Grey's Anatomy, but I mean, what season are we on of Grey's Anatomy? Like, Grey's Anatomy was on when I was in middle school and high school. My friend, that was a while ago. But anyway, I'm giving you all these things to get mad at me about, so just listen to the message. Don't get mad at me. It's the bigger picture I'm trying to get at. So anyway, I had these kids behind me. I had the woman bagging my groceries talking about how they look like zombies and so I asked myself do they and I was like you know yeah and then I started to think about 
what a zombie represents, like beyond just how it's portrayed in media, right? Um, it's almost like these people just walking around unconsciously with a deep hunger. And I feel like that could apply, you know? I feel like that could apply to different things. And then I was even just looking around at the grocery store and all of us, right? Just like, how how often do we have to do this multiple times a week if you take part in the system? Like if you are not growing your own food, it is unavoidable. If you have the means, and, and that's even another thing that's terrible to think about for, like I can't even believe, you know, even just that, to think about not having money for groceries, right? To think that you could literally work your ass off and then perhaps still not be able to feed your family um, or that, that, that that's even a thing. Right? Like, that's just crazy to me. And then say if you want to eat healthier, it's more expensive. Like if you want an organic apple, which means that it's not, you know, put, put with pesticides and everything else. And I buy both. I, when I first learned about all this, I bought organic for a while, but now I'm not super strict on that. You know, there's, there's, there is many things you can preventatively do for your health. So as long as you have a couple ways to do that, it's all good. We all do the best that we can. Um, but just even something as simple as that, where it's like, why would this be more expensive? You know, like why does real food cost you more than stuff that's genetically modified like you know how you go to look at something sometimes at the grocery store and they're like this was bioengineered in a lab I'm like okay you know should I be eating that or like today I was disappointed today man like I wanted to have I felt like I needed some fruit I haven't had fruit in a little while I felt like I needed some fruit and I went to have a banana and peanut butter and I, my natural peanut butter like just got a weird smell randomly and it wasn't expired or anything. It was fairly new. I don't know what it was with that peanut butter, but I got over it. I threw it away. So recently when I went, I think I just grabbed a Jiffy. Because that was like what I grew up with. A Jiffy or a Skippy. Whatever the one with the blue label is. Skippy. Okay, Skippy, Skippy. Um, so I grabbed one of those. Because they are delicious. And I went to eat it with a banana today. But I... When the case turned... I saw like multiple, multiple... A paragraph of ingredients. And then I was just thinking... Wait, what? I mean, how much shit do you really need to put in here? Like... Ground, okay, you want peanut butter. Ground up peanuts, some salt, and an expiration date. Like, what more do we need, you know? What more do we... Re- I, I'm going to give you one or two more ingredients, okay? Because I know they like to sometimes put, like, an oil or whatever. So, I'll give you, like, one or two more ingredients. But when you have nine 
ingredients, 10 ingredients for peanut butter. And they're just like, no, this is just peanut butter. But then there's 10 different things in it. Is that necessary? Like, what is the reasoning for that? So the best part of my day was feeding a squirrel some taco shells and some bread in a rainy grain day on a rainy gray day like watching this squirrel jump tree to tree climb run up and down trees I mean it was fascinating and I was thinking wow you know we walk around thinking where the intelligent ones (laughs) but if you've looked around if you were to observe humans Um, if you were to watch humans like the way that I watch nature today, I'm curious, who do you feel is more intelligent? I will wait. And this is no shade to my fellow peeps, right? Like myself included, I've been ignorant before. I'm not perfect now. Um, and I'm trying to figure stuff out, but I guess I'm able to say that I don't think not that I think we should say one is better than the other but perhaps that we should acknowledge we are connected to nature nature is more powerful and intelligent and intricate than us and Perhaps we should have more of a respect for it, right? Perhaps we should look outside ourselves. So anyway, the second best part of my day is that right now I have both my cat babies on me. And if you're someone who has pets, you know how smart animals are, right? Like if you're a dog parent or you're a cat parent or whatever your animal is, then you know how smart animals are. You know that they have souls. You know that they have personalities. You know that they can understand the things that you're saying, even though they don't know language. So, I don't know. Today was an interesting day. I don't know what to think of today. I guess because last week and this week I had so much busy. Um, And then you pause for a second and you check in with yourself and it's like, okay, how do I feel? And, you know, I'm in this strange in-between where part of me is just charging ahead trying to make proactive changes and assume everything will be cool and like as we enter 2022 um I'm just gonna try to keep at it right like so a part of me is just like I think for many of us it's just going on going along with our normal but then there's all these things reflecting back to us where it feels like we should pause and give them attention, right? 
like we we found out that there was someone in our community that was sex trafficking and he was hanging out with a bunch of our politicians and celebrities and he was around for fucking years and then he died before we found out anything the case is completely hush like they had so much other stuff that could have been exposed and come to light but because he's gone um this whole thing with Ghislaine is a very very watered down like depiction of what went on and the interesting thing is we have all these people handling it while knowing that many of them were possibly involved in this so there's been that we have a health crisis we have a health crisis and because I'm an optimist I don't see that as all bad my hope is for all of us and for myself included that we are looking at our health differently right like how can we be more responsible how can we learn more for ourselves and not just outsource right like isn't it amazing that if anything goes wrong with our body we either ask google or we ask a doctor wouldn't it make so much more sense because of the fact that all of us have bodies that we should be better equipped to know how to manage these? And yes, of course, we're taught like anatomy and physiology. Um, we're taught different things about the body growing up, but there's so much more. There's so much more that could be integrated. Because look at it. I mean, that's the thing. I I know so many interesting adults who know things where the average person is not talking about them. And it could be because of the field I'm in. But just even for something like that, right? Like, we outsource for all these things. And yet we know we have a very flawed, very corrupt, very broken system. And I'm not trying to be negative. Like, that's the thing about when you just say things in truth. They're, yeah, maybe it feels uncomfortable to say that, but if that's what's happening anyway, and we either choose to ignore these things, or we choose to say, well, I'm just one person, so what change can I make? Um, so then we go along with it, being another person to go along with things that perhaps we want to see be different, rather than knowing we want to see things be different, and so trying to be a part of that change, because both have a ripple effect, right? So if you take part in something, then you're taking part in something. So you should know what you're taking part in right? And if we see all these ways where things have been so wrong for so long, um, we need to fix them at the cause. 
We need to get truly to the heart of it, and you can only do that in honesty. We need to get to the root of these problems. You know what I'm saying? There are so many things where we're just addressing it, and we're like we're addressing it at one layer, and it's so far removed from where we actually need to work from. So I don't know. I was just thinking about that. I took a melatonin tonight, so I should probably end this soon. But I guess what I want to leave you with, we can, okay, let's, let me leave you with some different things. So for one, what was the best part of your day? Was it something insignificant? Was it a moment, an object, a person? What was the best part of your day? And what else do I want to say? Okay, what's something that you want to see change? Either in your own life or in society. I know for me, I'm in this weird in-between where I've changed a lot as a person. And the awkward thing with change is that we still have this past identity that we kind of carry around in some way, right? And no one wants to completely erase the past. I mean, I'm sure some people do. Usually when if you want a complete redo, it's because you weren't doing things thoughtfully. Or you made one bad decision and then you just continued to make bad decisions. But otherwise, for most, for most of us, we probably have a mixed relationship with the past, just like we do the present and the future. So everything's always happening at once. And everything is always good and everything is always bad. There's always duality. Um, there's always this... Yeah, there's always this idea of perspective. Like what your perspective is on things actually influences what those things are. Um... So anyway, I'm in this in-between phase where I've changed a lot as a person, but I still have years of being whoever Gabrielle was, whatever image I created consciously and unconsciously, um, or that was put on me because of my parents, because of media, because of society, because of social norms because of whatever, whatever, right? And then at some point you start to really wonder like, but who are you? And what things are really you? And now I'm in this place where I'm conflicted. And I don't feel like I can't make decisions because of that. But I guess I'm just waiting things out 
which is difficult for an Aries and difficult for someone that's action-oriented. Um, but, you know, sometimes we even baffle ourselves. Like, there is very much a part of me that is like, we're in some apocalyptic times. Right? Like, for those of us that go off of the numbers and the virus and we're freaked out by death, at this stage of my life, I'm not freaked out by death. And I'm not saying this to diminish anyone's experience um, or to say that it isn't a tragedy when we lose someone. But I just, I don't have this complex over death. You know, like, yes, I have moments in life where I'm driving and I think, wow, if this was taken from me right now, I would want to come back. Um, I would want to still be here. But other than that, I typically feel like that's part of the agreement, something we all have to do. Why would I be afraid of it? There's so many, there's so much pain here, you know, um, and so it's all how you look at it. Like if, if I want to look at it from science, well, science tells me energy never dies. That's a fact. Um, they say it can be transformed, like transferred to something else. So energy can change. Energy can be transmuted or trans transferred. So if energy doesn't die, then the soul part of you wouldn't die. Just the fleshy part would. And the fleshy part seems to be what so many of us struggle with. Right? Because look at what spirituality can do and has done for so many people. And dare I say, has it done more good than religion has. I know spirituality isn't out there like judging and murdering people and hiding information or doing some other weird stuff. Um, manipulating, controlling. I think spirituality feels perhaps a little safer than religion. And this is where it gets complex too, right? I... I don't mind if someone's overly religious. If that's going to make you a better person, if that's going to give you good character, if that's what you need to get through this life, amazing. But it's sad how many people have been put off to religion for valid reasons. You know, like actually, even just yesterday when I was at work, um, a friend and a client of mine were in the same office building and I walked in to wash my hands in the kitchen and he was talking to someone and he said how he's, well, he said I was his future ex-wife. <laughs> um, I don't know that he'll ever listen to these, but yeah, that is what he said when I first walked in, which is an interesting way to introduce me to another woman who's chatting with you, but okay. So... Then I just kind of made some joke back with him. I laughed because I'm at the basement of this place. And he and I met when I was at the basement of another place. But hey, I seem to do well in basements. Um, 
they're quiet, it works for my practice. There's a lot that is talked about in my office, and so I think it probably is good that we have some privacy, because it's usually very personal things. So anyway, um, he said how I do massage and how I do Reiki, and the woman said that she had had Reiki once before, and she even acknowledged that it healed traumas of hers that she didn't even know this stranger would recognize, um, and how she totally felt like it helped, but then her church said they had a problem with it, or how it was evil or bad or whatever, and I've heard this from like a few other people, and I find that amazing, because it's like, okay, well, if you're religious, and the story of Jesus was that he touched people and healed people, and he was killed as well, so I guess that wasn't something we wanted someone doing in society, right? Whatever it was, but I thought we learned from that mistake. Like, wasn't isn't the whole point then to keep talking about this and make the Bible such a big thing, then isn't the point that we should learn from that? So, why would we shame our healers? And another thing is, it's so interesting to say, like, this is bad because this person says that, but, well, who are they to say? You know, and what if we looked at things that they've done? I just find it interesting, these weird parallels. So my point being that this woman had felt like Reiki had helped her life and it helped her heal some traumas. Why would we want to keep someone from that? You know, why is there all this guilt and shame around religion? And what's the deal with the sinning stuff? Like, and, and we're born into sin? Are we born into a sinful world or we're born sinners because of the sins before us? Then why wouldn't we just keep sin- sinning? Or I guess we do our best and try to have redemption, but I imagine it'd be very hard to be in this place and not have even one sin. Have you never gossiped about anyone? Have you never judged? Have you never told a lie? Have you never hurt hurt someone's feelings? Have you never hurt your own feelings? You know, so it's like these these things, they do get complicated to dissect and to pull apart and to talk about, and they can be emotionally charged, but they only become this divisive from the fact that we're not willing to explore and start to peel back all these things that we've been told or that we've accepted, right? Like everybody, I, I think now everyone is just like, fuck it for 2022, right? But the interesting thing with 2021 was that everyone just wanted to get back to normal. Like, I just want to move on and get back to normal. But after having that time to ourselves, realizing the government could 
pay all this money as they should since we pay taxes and we are the worker bees of society um so yes and for the fact that I mean there's so many things I could say but let's leave it at that yes for all of us who were getting paid by the government and I know this starts to get into politics like I don't want to get into like socialism communism democracy I'm not looking to do all that but my point is is that we all had time during the pandemic to actually wake up and have a day to yourself where you don't have to be somewhere like aside from the crazy of what was going on right the beautiful aspect of it was that we had time we actually just had time we didn't have these scheduled lives we didn't have the stress we just had time to read, to exercise, to make some COVID babies, to whatever it was that you were doing in that time, right? This is what's hard with the fact that it had to be a whole crisis and chaotic thing because then there's that extreme of it, right? Where it's like, we all did our best to enjoy it, but we all also had some seriously traumatic things going on simultaneously as well. But the interesting thing, looking at 2020, 2021, 2022, is that everyone was making decisions off of wanting to go back to normal. But what is normal? And what was normal? And was it ever really even that normal? And do we just want to carry that normal forward? Or do we want to create new normals? You know, I'm in this funny in-between where it's like, I like to work. I take pride in my work. I don't mind working. But it feels like right now there's so many huge things going on right now. And I don't know about you, but for me personally, I don't think this is the best we could be doing. I don't know how you can have a health crisis be going on and have them not mention anything about preventative health except for one option. So... For however many people there are in the world, I don't know the number for sure. Okay, but well, let me take that back. Let's just deal with America. So, okay, just looking at the United States. We've been in a health crisis for almost three years now. And we only have one to two, maybe three I would say one. I would say only really one narrative is pushed around dealing with this health crisis. Why aren't we taking this as an opportunity to become a healthier society? If this is all about caring about other people, then why aren't we 
looking to the ones who have stayed healthy during this time and perhaps being like, what were you doing? Why are we shaming people who have managed to now go almost three years without catching COVID or giving COVID? Or perhaps, I I mean, I don't want to get, this is where this whole thing could get prickly and... I really don't want to go too far into that tonight um, because I do want to just sleep peacefully after this. (laughs) And I'm I'm not in the mood for like the whole COVID talks. It comes over me sometimes, trust me. When I see a certain thing and the mood strikes, I have to run with it. I can't even help it. But that's not where I'm going tonight. But it is something I wanted to touch on where we have this great opportunity right now to transform this experience to help make it less traumatic for all of us and it is important that we care not just about the health crisis but if we're going to care about the health crisis and have it all be under the guise of health then we need to actually look at our health as a society, as individuals. We need to take some responsibility over it. We need to really get honest about what's working and what's not working. And we need to also explore the consequences of the things that are working or not working. We need to also look at mental health. What is the effect of mental health with this either if you are afraid that you're going to get a virus or if you just can't move the way that you want to like all of our lives are are affected regardless of our situation even if you've done everything you're supposed to do your life has been affected Um, for myself, I've done most of the things that I was told to do and my life is also affected. Um, but yeah, we all have our own personal experience in this time and we should all honor everyone's, but there's many things that are being unacknowledged and unaddressed. Like what are the psychological effects of consistent stress what are the psychological effects of children developing in a world of tech and in a world of little to no contact and in a world of isolation and in a world of fear and fear based decisions and in a world of blame when I'm gu- I guarantee for anyone listening to this, this is not your fault or mine. In a world of, like, what is the psychological effects of being masked for three years as an adult or as an adolescent? And maybe some of, some of you say that there isn't any. I know that there is physical effects that can happen because I actually had a client get masked mouth. I had never heard of that. And I'm not sure how there couldn't be any psychological effects 
because even if it's happening unconsciously, it could still be happening. Maybe you just aren't aware of it. I know when I'm wearing a mask these days, I'm not thinking about COVID at all. I'm actually just thinking about how strange it is that this has become normal. And why I'm, like how it feels to physically have something put over my mouth. You know, the interesting thing of so many years not being able to express myself freely, um, not speaking my truths. So it's interesting that for so many years I physically was stifled. And now finally I'm not. And yet I am. And for some of you that might just not resonate that might be like over your head in one ear out the other but maybe for some of you you can relate to that or you understand what I mean and you know what about the confusion in this situation like how is this society healthy when there's so much confusion um So there's many things. There's many things to look at for right now in the place that we're in. And it stirs up different feelings in all of us. So there's a part of me that's like ready for the apocalypse. Fuck it. Let it all collapse. Let's fucking do this. Like there is a part of me that's like whatever it is, whatever is going to... Is this going to be some Independence Day shit? Is this going to be some staged alien stuff? Are the real aliens going to show themselves? Um, are the banks going to collapse so that we can move into crypto? I mean, there's just there's too many things, and they're all interconnected. And that ties into earlier when I was addressing um, dealing with something from the symptom or dealing with it from the root. And now what I want to connect with this example is that everything's interconnected. So when we're looking at just one slice of something and we're trying to make that into the only thing and we're not looking at the bigger picture surrounding it, well, when you do, you come out with a very different perspective, right? Like... If, if the goal is to move toward tech and cryptocurrency, um, then it would be ideal for the banking systems to fail and to fall. But then what does that, that mean, right? If the goal is to move toward the metaverse being the new norm, then you need to make isolation normal and you need to make the desire... Um, for everyone to only want to connect virtually even stronger. There's a lot of things. There's a lot of things that are interconnected. 
and vary based on your filter. And unfortunately, sometimes we can't even see certain things because we just aren't aware of the situation. So if you don't even fully understand the situation, then you don't really even know what you're looking at. Or if you're just going off of things that are told to you. You know, like, it might seem easy for people to um, seem seemingly be ignorant when you don't understand what they're saying but perhaps then something changes in your life where things look different and you realize they weren't that ignorant after all right like I had a girlfriend I have a girlfriend um, we went to massage school together and she used to say things that would literally just be so over my head. I was so much in this reality in ways. And here's what's interesting. There's many ways that we're just kept in this reality. Or for a lot of people, I see there's a lot of people who are very much kept in their head. Or there's so many ways that we're taught to see from both of our eyes and assume that that's it. But the concept of spirituality, the idea with the third eye, is that it's seeing through knowing. It's recognizing truth. It's clarity. And we all literally have a pineal gland that could be representative of the third eye and like I mentioned in one of my other podcasts um, there's multiple products that are made to calcify that so that it's weakened just as there are many things that weaken our immune system stress does um, and there's all kinds of stress that's perpetuated over the years you know constant wars, um, constant, constant crises. There's, there's so many things. Um, so I don't want to necessarily touch on all that, but I guess more so what I want to acknowledge is that it's kind of like when you listen to a doctor, right? Here's a good way I could put it because especially right now. Um, Doctors have a lot of ground right now. Um, But even with that, not to get too heavy, I'm sorry, this is how I am. It just, my mind can go into so many other things. But even with doctors, for example, um, doctors learn a very certain curriculum. And they are very intelligent, and there's wonderful things that they do. But... They're, the best doctors, I think, are integrative ones. And even in the medical system, there's things that are issues that aren't the doctor's faults, right? Like if you're told to push a certain drug, 
See, this is the thing. We all recognize things way later. So, for example, years ago when doctors were saying that opiates were non-addictive, that was the point. They were non-addictive and you could go to pain clinics and get however many opiates and now we realize the opiate pandemic is directly related to the pharmaceutical industry and the misinformation that they provided and with the money they made you know then they pay out these settlements but it doesn't negate the damage like so now we you know what i'm saying was that really do after all the effects after the people that have lost lives or struggled with addiction or the families that have been broken or the mistrust that's been created or the issues then that weren't actually dealt with because they were just masked over by painkillers. Um, the, the people who didn't even get a chance to explore pain through another lens. Like this is where I'm so not mainstream right now that I know what I'm saying is challenging because my views have shifted so much and I, I don't expect everyone to feel this way but that doesn't mean I don't want to talk about it you know because now I feel like it is important to especially with right now so say for example with pain right people come to me all the all the time in emotional or in physical pain and we shouldn't fear our pain we should lean into it when your body is in pain, emotionally or physically, they're, they're all interconnected. You don't really get one without the other. Everything is a system interrelated. So when you're in pain, your body wants you to know that something isn't working. When your joints are swollen, when your muscles hurt, when you are a deeply tired, when you're emotional, when you have anxiety, when you have mood swings, when you have irritability, that shouldn't be something that we immediately say, I need to get rid of. But because of the way society has been created and orchestrated, we all have so much on our plate that, that we believe that's easier for us, right? But then maybe you mask it for so long the pain is still there under the surface and what is it doing and what is it keeping you from actually learning and understanding so when people come to me in pain or with these labels I have this I have that it is what it is well maybe we're missing a great opportunity to understand your pain and to actually not just mask it, not just um, move through life with it, but to actually literally take it away from you or to give you coping skills that empower you instead of you always having to reach for something else. You know what I mean? Um, so I found... Well, the reason I brought up that girlfriend before, anyway, was she used to say things to me that I couldn't understand because I hadn't even explored those perspectives. Or, here we go, why I brought up doctors, right? So doctors have a certain medical language. 
and unless you look into that yourself, a lot of the time, many of us don't even know what our doctors are talking about, right? But we just assume that they know best. Um, but do you know how different it is when you go into a doctor's office and you're educated as well in, in whatever ways that you can expose yourself to? So my bigger point of all this, I guess the last thing I want to leave you with is how can we lean into things? How can we confront it directly? So how can we get to the root of something or how can we lean into the things that we don't understand or that we don't see or that we think we don't care about? Like I know so, there's so many people right now that ha- just feel like I, I hear it from people. I talk to people. I enjoy learning from people. I learn from every interaction. I don't think I'm better than anyone else and I don't think someone's better than me. Which is why I've started to get really removed from this whole idolizing public figures. Absolutely be supportive of people and give love. But know who and what you're supporting and giving love and energy to. Do you know what I mean? Think about the money you're putting in other people's pockets that could be invested in yourself. Or could be invested in someone that's trying to come up that's right next to you. That would probably uplift you too if there was some reciprocity there. You know, I mean this could get into a whole other thing. But it's just interesting, all these really, I would say, I would say there's a lot of narratives that have been written into society where there's a lot of misinformation. And so this whole idea, even now, all this stuff that's bubbling up is coming up so we can recognize it, so we can lean into it. So we, this is actually giving us a great opportunity here, even though it doesn't feel that way. So if you are the person, you know, and everything is balanced, so we all have to find that somehow. So if you are the person that just feels like right now you did what you needed to do, and... Like, I find some people don't even want to talk about stuff right now, right? Like, they're just like, oh, Gab, forget it. It doesn't matter. Like, it's whatever. It'll be. And I'm like, really? Really? Not that I want to be so negative, but that's the whole thing is that I don't view information as negative. I'm not putting a good or bad on anything unless it's something really dark, right? Like, for example, no no one does want to talk about the the sex trafficking issue in our society or now it gets lumped into the Q right the QAnon thing whatever that was and it's like well now you're trying to make it so it's one way or the other so if I'm talking about sex trafficking it immediately gets lumped into that when we know it's an actual problem do you see how we do this though so now we know there's a big misinformation thing And there's misinformation on both sides because none of us have the full entire picture. 
and we're all at different points of knowledge and understanding. So someone may tell me that I have misinformation because I'm not saying what a public figure is telling them. But I've actually sat and completely submerged myself in this. I I have sat and listened to, I listened to that whatever the eight-hour meeting was on the FDA um, when they were talking about approving products. But anyway, just my point being, there's misinformation for everyone. And there's a, many things that are put in our, right in front of our face. Like, literally right in front of our face. Like, I don't want to get too far into COVID stuff. But one example would be yesterday, I saw some article with Fauci speaking. And a lot of the time, um, you know, I try to have boundaries on that lately. But say, for example, there was him talking about the issue right now. And I don't go off of what he says. I go off of his vibe his demeanor, his body language. Um, I collectively look at what he's been saying and where this is going. Do you know what I'm saying? So take, take in the full experience of someone, not just their words. So anyway, I, I listened to him on what he was saying, his latest thing, whatever. But next to him was the stocks <laughs> like as he's being asked about this his stocks were um like right in the corner next to it the stocks of the vaccines which i thought was just like really can we maybe we should i don't know i thought that was much um it just show i don't know to me that like right like i don't know maybe that doesn't make sense but now this makes me realize how I want to mention one of the comments that I saw. So some of the comments, so that's what it was. It was him addressing air travel and vaccines. But what's hilarious was um, this comment. There was this comment that was underneath. Okay, it's really quite simple. The third dose increases immunity, so after the fourth dose, you'll be protected. Once 80% of the population has received the fifth dose, the restrictions can be relaxed as the sixth dose stops the virus from spreading. I am confident that then the seventh dose will solve our problem for the next variant and will have no reason to fear the eighth dose. The clinical phase of the ninth dose will confirm that the antibodies remain stable after the 10th dose. The 11th dose will ensure that no mutations will develop, so there is no longer any reason to criticize the 12th dose. And like, I know for some of you that are like, just think I'm crazy for questioning that. Um, isn't that how we all feel on some level, regardless of how different we feel about it? Isn't there a little bit of nonsense here? But I guess this is the whole thing with how it just depends on what filter 
you put on. So are you putting on really tight filters? Are you seeing through the lens of what you've been told? I suppose the last thing I want to do to end this podcast is to say this, clean your slate. Just completely clean your slate, clean your auric field, clear your mind, look at things through inner knowing. Think about how it feels when someone says something that cuts right to the heart of you. You can't debate certain things. Like there's a great clip that's around somewhere on the internet of um, an event Kanye West was doing where he was speaking to adolescents in Chicago. Oh my God, it just gave me chills now when I thought about it. There's this beautiful teen who asks Kanye a question and he completely breaks down and he's crying and he's saying how he's doing. Oh God, it's going to make me cry now. Ooh. Ouch, ouch, ooh, ouch. Okay, I can't even, that one hits. But I bring up that example because basically this kid said something. Oh my God, I can't cry. I have a person coming for Reiki soon. I can't have her enter my house and I'm crying. I'm supposed to help her. Shoot, shoot. But that's the thing. I don't get phased by crying. I could cry many times throughout the day. I don't like take it with me. But anyway, um, there's a beautiful clip where this kid says something that's completely honest. It's so from the heart and it's so pure. And even though he's touching on really heavy things, um, what he says just leaves you speechless. Because you realize that he was so honest and he was so real about what he experienced and there was so much behind his words and in his eyes. And even if you don't understand that experience, even if you can't relate, even if you feel different, even if your life hasn't been similar in any way. There are certain things that are so honest and so from the heart and so from the soul that they just hit different. So... We've gone in different directions. Um, There's two more days left of 2021. Um, Let's go, go into 2022 with curiosity, honesty, with being able to speak from the heart with filtering it through with filtering our thoughts and our words through ourself and making sure we're really speaking our truth and not just regurgitating things that we've absorbed um what do you want to see 
in 2022? What do you want to see change and shift about yourself? Because it starts there and then it ripples out externally. And it does matter. Each individual does matter. Um, so yes, here's to one more day of 2021. And let's continue on this journey. We're all travelers. We're all just here to learn and have experiences and to evolve. We're all here to grow. At the end of the day, we can turn anything into a positive. We can turn anything into a gift when we understand what's happened and when we allow ourselves to ebb and flow and shift. When we stop being judgmental of ourselves and others and just realize everyone's here having experiences and learning in the way that they need to learn. And so sometimes when we don't understand each other, it's not that someone's right or someone's wrong. It's that we just aren't open to the messages yet. But they'll resonate with someone else. So I know I come on here and I say a lot of different things and my messages aren't for everyone. But you know what? For a long time, I was for everyone. And... um in wanting to be accepting of everyone and wanting to just treat everyone fairly. You know, like I, I'm not into this whole thing of I have to know you then to trust you. I approach people with an open heart and that has caused me hurt before um, or it has caused misunderstanding um, or it has caused people to feel like then they own me in some way because I connected to them, you know, or they want more from me because I connected with them. Um, but I, I do believe in treating everyone with compassion. But that doesn't mean, especially at this point in my life, that I want to shy away from difficult conversations. And I'm also looking at things through different filters now, where now I even understand the law of vibration. <coughs> Excuse me. You have to be on similar vibrations to perhaps connect with someone. So that gets into some whole other stuff. But... I hope you have a beautiful day. Um, I hope 2022 is whatever you need it to be for your journey. And I hope we can create some space for what we think is the unconventional. 
because it all just depends on what and how you're looking at it. Much love. Toodaloo.